I have some concerns about it. And thank you for this wonderful series. This has been so enlightening and wonderful. Appreciate. Um, I My husband uh, was diagnosed with prostate cancer during this COVID time and uh, um, was treated for five days with radiation. Um, no, it was not staged up in any way, you know, like bone scans or anything. So I'm very concerned. I wonder if it has to do with the kind of insurance he has with the HMO Medicare or whatever. But um, then he had also developed like breathing, you know, he never smoked. Um, they thought, oh, he's got COPD, this, that. No, that wasn't it. And anyway, now it's like the latest thing. Oh, it's nasal polyps. So now, um, unfortunately, the ENT that he had seen just concerns me because I'm trying to keep his immune system well. Um, they had some kind of a novel biological nucala, some new kind of a drug that was, from my research, was just only approved for nasal polyps um, July 29th, 2021 by the FDA, but it's an mRNA thing, which is altering things, and I'm very concerned about this treatment. Any of you know about that? And I, from, you know, what I'm thinking, it's um, not so good, and then also, you self-inject this stuff into you. I don't know what lab it's coming from. I try to talk to this doctor. They don't seem to want to address my concerns. And um, I did call some number and I said, the patient, because he got COVID then um, on top of this all, and uh, uh, this stuff just still came and he self-injected himself. He didn't listen to me. And I don't know if there's any Thing you can suggest to me to try to help his immune system with the cancer and now this nightmare with this nucala for nasal polyps. Does anybody help me? Do you know of any doctors that might be able to help? Well, uh, I'm sorry to hear your dif difficulty, um, you and your husband's difficult course here. I, I don't have any specific recommendations for you, unfortunately. I mean, it sounds like it's been kind of a complicated array of uh, treatments and workups and diagnostic things and um, right. it'd be hard to comment on. I mean, I'm, we're here talking about diet and lifestyle. I think um, it's worth pursuing those things in general. I tell that to everybody, um, but it's, it's a little hard to comment on some of your other specifics. Mm -hmm. Sorry, yeah, I don't have any knowledge about nasal polyps or how they're best treated. Okay, um, v, VT, would you like to ask a question and where are you from? Uh, yes, um, my name is uh, Vivian and I am from California. And uh, my question is um, regarding mam mammogram. And I'm just wondering, is, um, is that good to have? And how often should we have? Should we have every year? Or is there another, um, another form of diagnosed um, that we can use? Thank you. So I, 
recommendations vary from society to society. You'll hear starting at age 40, no start at 50, get them every year, get them every other year, stop when you're 74, never stop. I um, advise starting at age 40 for normal risk women and continuing every year without stopping or skipping years until your life expectancy from maybe other illnesses is less than 10 years. If you are dense breasted, I always add whole breast screening ultrasound to the regimen as well. And if you're high risk, defined as a 20% or greater lifetime risk of breast cancer, I add MRI uh, variably. It could be uh, every three years, every five years, every two, it depends on your story. Thank you. Jonathan, would you like to ask a question or where are you from? Yes. Hi, Steve. So grateful that you put this together every year. I'm from South Brunswick, New Jersey. And this question is directed to Dr. Funk. Um, a couple of years ago at The Real Truth About Health, Dr. Deborah Davis showed a movie called Sap. And I distinctly remember them showing tumors of on women's breasts, the, the shape of cell phones. And I just wanted to ask now, I just out of curiosity, is there, are you seeing an increase in younger women in breast cancer? And can you attribute that to cell phones? Or to so um, no and no. The increase in risk in younger women actually hasn't changed since 1985. It's been rock stable. So it feels like it's more common because of the uh, lack of taboos now around discussing breast cancer. And there's tons of social media and media outlets that'll have celebrities talking about, it, et cetera. So it seems more common. And on places like Facebook or Instagram, you'll suddenly see that a friend's friend's 24-year-old daughter has breast cancer and we never would have known about that a decade plus ago. So now it just feels more uh, prevalent in the younger population. Overall, breast cancer incidence goes up 0.3% per year. Um, and uh, that's been in since 2012, but in postmenopausal women. And cell phones have been evaluated in terms of their risk, uh, put the risk they pose to uh, breast and breast cancer, but there has been no causal connection identified. I looked through all the research when I was writing my book about that, and there's nothing scientifically proven. I'd like to see that video with the cell phone shaped cancers. <laughs> That's kind of strange too. I mean, do you get, do you eat a lot of, we decide it's from all the meat, <laughs> the cancer in the shape of like little cow. <laughs> It'd be funny if it like said, this is why I'm here. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, thank you very much. Sure. Okay, if each of you could make a 30 second concluding statement, summing up your thoughts, and then also tell us how we could follow up with you, stay in touch with you, get your book, um, that would be great. Um, sure. So, uh, you know, I think, I think uh, diet and lifestyle is likely to matter a great deal. Um, for, for cancer prevention and potentially cancer treatment, but the operative word there is likely. I, I think that we need a lot more research. Um, the indirect research uh, suggests that there are some things that we haven't looked at. So, um, you know, whole food plant-based diet, I recommend an, an exercise, plenty of exercise. Exercise has been consistently linked to improved outcomes. Um, so, you know, diet and lifestyle, and of course, avoiding tobacco and other uh, substances 
is really important. And if I had a diagnosis that was threatening my life like, like this, despite the uncertainties, um, I, I certainly would um, imagine, I mean, different people take it different ways. It can, in, in whichever way they take it is fine. But um, you know, if, if people wanna do something about it, I would, I would uh, encourage them strongly um, to go in this direction of a whole food plant-based, whole, whole food plant-based diet and exercise. Um, and if people want to get a hold of me, um, they can find me at myplantbasedprogram.com. Okay, Dr. Campbell, one suggestion. Um, Stephanie Senoff, the MIT scientist who's been doing a lot of research on glyphosate, says that um, they're using glyphosate not only on genetically modified foods, but to finish certain crops so that lentils and chickpeas that are not organic are getting, even though they're not GMO, they're being sprayed in the field with glyphosate. So maybe the terminology that we should all adopt going forward is we want a no chemical or organic, whichever word we're more comfortable with, a no chemical whole food plant-based diet or an organic whole food plant-based diet, because I wouldn't want to encourage everyone to eat a plant-based diet and then be eating chickpeas and lentils every day and not being aware that it's sprayed with glyphosate. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of, I'm certainly not a fan of chemicals, um, agricultural chemicals and the quantity that they're used. I, I think though, um, and this was, this was a kind of a principle from some of my dad's research is that, you know, it, if there's an effect on cancer, it, it's quite possible that the nutrition itself has a bigger effect than the, uh, than the, uh, than a chemical exposure. So, um, you know, again, do I want people out there eating Roundup? No, <laughs> but um, should we, uh, you know, is it, is, it, is it necessary to make their lifestyle, you know, much more difficult to avoid every bit of it? I think that's probably lower yield than adopting the, the, the actual better nutrient profile of a plant-based diet. Thank you. All right, and my summary would be to eat a glyphosate-free, largely organic, whole food plant-based diet, to exercise regularly, maintain an ideal body weight, minimize or eliminate alcohol. Um, watch your self-talk. Be positive and kind to yourself and love and forgive others. Sleep well, seven to nine hours a night meditate or find your happy and spend time de-stressing however you best do that and give back give to others give to the world and smile and laugh and love